You are listening to Rabbi Arya Wolby of Torch in Houston, Texas. This is the Parsha Review Podcast. All right, welcome back everybody to the weekly Parsha Review Podcast. This week's Parsha Focus, Parsha's Vayishlach. And it is a whirlwind of all of the incredible stories of Yaakov and Esav and their interaction and the fight that Yaakov has with the angel. And I urge you all to please listen to the Parsha review of this week's Parsha so you can get the full summary of what happens in this week's Parsha. But I want to point out one area of focus that I think is so essential, the struggle. There is a constant story in this week's Parsha of the struggle. What's the struggle? The struggle between Yaakov and his brother, the struggle between Yaakov and the angel. We see further on, we see the struggles that are going on between the children of Esau and Yaakov. We see about Dina and Shechem. So I want to introduce an idea that I think is so critically important for us to have the lens to understand and to discern what's really going on around us. We're all living in a world where we're convinced that everything is natural. Everything is natural. And that everything that goes on is just the way Mother Nature makes it happen, makes it be. I want you to know something. We live in a supernatural world. There are things that operate by nature. But we all live in a supernatural world. I want to share with you a quick story I saw from a father who lived in one of the uh, kibbutzim surrounding Gaza. And on October 7th, I heard the video, I saw the video of him talking about his experience, where he says what happened was is that they saw right outside their window, they saw these terrorists coming towards their house. He put his family into the mamad, which is the secure room. And he said to his children, he said, we have one thing that we need to do. And that is to say the Shema Yisrael. He said the entire family, and it's not a religious family, not a Torah-observant family at the time, the entire family on top of their lungs scram out, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. He said, and they tried, the terrorists tried, throwing, first shooting at them, then throwing grenades because they knew there were people inside. He said, every time they threw a grenade, the grenade didn't make it through the window. It bounced back for some reason and didn't explode. He says that at a certain point, he saw that there was quiet and he peeks out the window and he sees that all of these terrorists took off their shoes and started praying. So he asked inquiring after the story, he inquired, why did they take off their shoes? They pray with their shoes on usually. 
He says they take off their shoes when they see supernatural things. Now we're not talking about angels here. We're talking about terrorists. But even terrorists noticed supernatural things. When they throw a grenade and it doesn't make it through the window and it falls down and doesn't explode. One after another after another. They turned around, they took off their shoes, they prayed and they left. Do we understand what's going on? No. But I want you to know something. Each and every one of us are living in a supernatural life, a supernatural experience. You know, we've discussed in many, many of our classes about character development, and hopefully we'll continue for many, many more years to work on our character, to work on building ourselves to the best possible version of ourselves. But so many times after our classes, we would talk about any mida, any trait, for example, anger, patience, jealousy, kindness. And people would come to me the next week and say, you know something, Rabbi, the topic you spoke about I thought was irrelevant to me because it's never been an issue for me. Suddenly you talk about it and I realize how deficient I am and how many challenges I have in that area of my character. You know why? Because we woke up a certain part of that being within us. When we wake up that part of ourselves, for example, anger, I never knew anger existed, but I woke it up. And now Hashem says, I'm going to test you. I'm going to bring supernatural tests your way. Things that you're not attuned to, perhaps. And you need to wake up yourself to overcome it. To face those challenges head on. My dear friends, that's supernatural. That we're able to overcome our challenges. Me, I'm not a jealous person. Suddenly I go to a class about jealousy. And I have so much to work on. I never even knew it existed. We all are facing an enemy. The enemy does not necessarily need to be an ace of, a, a wayward brother, or an angel with a sword. The enemy is our Yetzirah. We have within us these two forces. A force on one side which says do good. A force on the other side which says, eh, just have fun. Just do what you want to do. Eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow you'll die. Don't even focus on the long term. Don't focus on the world to come. Don't focus on merits and virtues. Just do what you want to do. These two sides are the struggle that each and every one of us have in our lives. And this is introduced to us in this week's Parsha. We saw it earlier with Adam and Eve. We saw it with Noah. We saw it with Abraham. We saw it with Isaac. And here we see it with Jacob as well. And we see what it means to never stop overcoming our trials and our tribulations. Jacob, in the middle of the night, is alone. 
What does it mean you're alone? You see, we're in a world where everyone's just like, just be normal. Be like everybody else. What does it mean be like everybody else? I need to bring you back maybe 30 years ago. My father doesn't get drunk almost ever, except once a year. Once a year on Purim. And my father is a man of absolute truth. May he live and be well. Together with my mother are committed to welcoming people always into their homes. But my father, if he thinks something, you know what he's thinking. He says it unfiltered, with no buffers, with no bumpers. It's just raw truth. So I remember my father, Purim, drunk. And you know what the Talmud says about someone who's drunk? Do you want to know the truth about a person? See them when they're drunk. You'll know everything. And my father is like the peak of truth is every day on Purim, it's on steroids. So my brother, my brother was, I guess at that time, my older one of my older brothers was at that time in a, I guess in a challenging state of his uh, uh, adolescence. And my father says to him, you don't understand something. Again, this my father is drunk at the time. So it's unfiltered truth. He says, one day, we're all going to die. And that day, we're going to be standing in front of the Almighty in the heavenly court. And we're going to say, what do you mean, why did I do that? And you're going to turn around and you're going to say, everyone did that. But you know who's going to be standing behind you? Nobody. It's going to be just you alone standing in front of the Almighty, King of all kings, truth of all truth. And you're going to try to say, well, I did it because that's what was popular. Look, all my, oh, nobody's here. I thought everyone was there with me because everyone was doing it. Everybody cheated on their taxes, so I did that too. Everybody, I remember, I remember, you know, we, there's a, a, a tax that you pay living in Israel. It's called Arnona. So there are a few exemptions, like a homestead exemption that you can get. And we have that with our property taxes here in the state of Texas. In most states, you have a homestead exemption. If that's the home that you live in, they give you a deduction. In Jerusalem, you have a couple of different deductions that you can, you can, uh, qualify for. One of those deductions is if you make a low income. Now, I was just at that, when I was married and living there with my wife, we were young and I was made just above that threshold. But it was, I I can just as easily say that I was below the threshold. Nothing would like, you know, it's just my honesty. So I asked my rabbi, you know, it's a lot of money you're going to have to pay in the taxes. It's a significant discount that I would be qualified for if I just adjusted those numbers just a little bit, tweaked it a little bit. So I asked my rabbi, am I allowed to do that? So this was his answer. He says, if you hold like the opinion that you're allowed to lie, cheat, and steal, then you're allowed to do it. 
But if you hold like the opinion that you're not allowed to lie, cheat, and steal, then you're not allowed to do it. Obviously, the Torah says you're not allowed to do that. We're not allowed to cheat, lie, and steal. And we have to understand that, well, everyone does it, doesn't justify anything. Because we have to know that we are alone, just like Jacob was alone with that angel. Vayivaser Yaakov levado. He was alone. He recognized that the responsibility was not on others. The responsibility was on himself. And saying, well, this is popular thought. This is what everybody does. This is normal. That doesn't qualify. For the answer that you're going to have to present in front of the Almighty alone. When the day of judgment comes. We all have inclinations to do good and to do perhaps not good. That's a choice that's placed in front of every single person. And what we need to do is to, number one, commit ourselves to that good. Am I committed to that good? And if I'm committed to that good, just like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were, and that's why, by the way, in our prayers, it's very amazing. In the beginning of our Amidah, what do we say? We say, Baruch Hashem. Elokeinu velokeavoteinu. Our God and the God of our ancestors. Eloke Abraham, God of Abraham. Eloke Yitzchak, God of Isaac. Eloke Yaakov, God of Jacob. You know, we know in Judaism, we're very careful with every word. Couldn't we just say the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Instead, no, 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 no. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. Why? Why? Why don't we just say it one time? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Instead, each one, the God of. Our sages tell us, because each one understood their own personal relationship with God. It wasn't group therapy. It wasn't group God. Yeah, we all believe in God. Oh, thank God. It was a personal relationship that each one had with the Almighty where each one felt close with God, where each one knew and understood that it's my own personal responsibility. It's my own personal responsibility to talk to God, to nurture my relationship with God, and to overcome the challenges that God places in, my, in, in front of me, in my life. And the challenge that one person has is very different than the challenge another person has. And for one person to say, well, it was good enough for them, there's no looking out. There's only looking in. What's good enough for someone else is not good enough for us. It's just like if your child is an extremely gifted writer, would you say it's good enough for you to just be average, just be the average of your class. No. What would we demand from our child? I want you to be the best you can be. Just be an average musician. No. You're a gifted, talented musician. I want you to excel and be the best you can be. 
not related to anybody else. You can be the greatest you can be because your talents are far superior than anyone else's. Imagine, take a modern day example. Elon Musk, I think is such an incredibly talented and gifted person. He runs some of the biggest companies in the world. Whether it be Tesla, whether it be SpaceX, whether it be The Boring Company, whether it be Twitter, X, right? Whatever company you think of. And he's the CEO of each of these companies. I think running them almost flawlessly. Imagine if he grew up with the mentality that it's just enough to be okay. Be up to par with everyone else. Be average. He's well beyond average. And I think that's an example for us to all take a lesson for our own personal lives where it shouldn't suffice for us to just be average. Yaakov fights. He fights in the middle of the night all alone to demonstrate how he is unique, how he's not going to give in to just being part of everybody. Median, normal. No. What happens later on in the parsha? We see something which happens to Dina. She's abducted. She's violated by Shechem. And what do the brothers do? They use trickery, which Jacob is very upset about the trickery part. Later on, he reprimands them for using that trickery. We don't use trickery. That's not our language. As Jewish people, we don't use trickery. That's a weapon of others. They destroy the entire city of Shechem. Why do they do that? They do that as a representation of you need to fight against evil. You need to fight against evil. You can't allow evil to infiltrate. It's so important. We have so many tools today that are such powerful tools that can be really powerful, awesome tools and can be really damaging tools. Tools that never existed in the world. I'll give you two examples. YouTube. YouTube can be such an incredible tool where you can learn, you can get education on how to build a house, on how to repair an engine of a car, how to fly a plane, how to save lives. It's endless the amount of education you can get from this tool. But what can it also be used for? It could be used for the most devastating thing in the world. How to be evil. How to waste time. How to be, you know, a uh, suicide bomber. You can watch the videos. All the terrible things in the world. We all have choices. We all have struggles. And that is this week's Parsha. This week's Parsha is recognizing 
that we have a choice to make. Do we just say mediocrity is enough and I'm fine with it? Or do we just say that I'm going to give in to whatever is the norm of our society? Or do we say, I have my own unique mission. I have my own unique task, my own unique role, and I need to maximize my own potential and not compare myself to anybody else. There's no one who's greater than me and there's no one who's worse than me. There's only whether or not I am maximizing my own potential. That is the struggle. Am I letting go of my potential? Just saying, it's fine. It's fine. I'm just up to par with everybody else. Am I not allowing myself to be the greatest version of myself? That's the struggle. The struggle in Vayishlach is never saying good is good enough. There's a fabulous book. It's called Good to Great. And the way the book begins, the book by Jim Collins, does research on why some companies are great while other companies are just good. And he starts off the book with an incredible short sentence. Good is the enemy of great. If being good is what you want, you'll never be great. We have to never allow ourselves to, to just compromise and say, well, I'm good as long as I don't, I'm not harming anybody. I'm just good. Yeah, but if you could be great, why don't you go for greatness? That's this week's Parsha, is where we're ready to fight to be great. To fight not an enemy, the enemy within that says, eh, it's good enough, it's fine, just leave it. You don't have to be the greatest. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be. We need to push ourselves to say, you know what? I'm not going to sell myself cheap. Everybody's doubting me. I'm not doubting me. I know that I can do it. These are, I think, the most important things that we can take out, the most important message that we can take out of this week's Parsha is let's not sell ourselves cheap. As human beings, my grandmother of blessed memory, I once sat with her. I had a long conversation with her, asking her about her home when she grew up in, at the time was Lithuania. Today it's already, I think, part of Poland. Maybe it still is part of Lithuania. But I asked her, what was the environment in your house? She said it was an environment of greatness. We didn't fight about little things. We didn't, there was no talk about small things. Because a human being is so great, is so powerful, is so capable. Sometimes kids argue about little things. Oh, you took my thing, you took my thing. Right? And they have these little quarrels. She said there was none of that in her house. There was a concept of something called Gadlut Adam, the greatness of mankind. You're so great, you're so capable. You want to know the lowest of mankind? 
road rage. Road rage is an example. So what's going to happen? So they, they cut you off. They'll get there, what, 10 seconds before you? So what? So what's the problem? It's an unbelievable thing. No, it's okay. So go go ahead. Please go ahead. You, you don't have right of the way, but I'll give you right of the way. Be greater. But we're not challenged in our culture to just be great. Be giving. Be generous. Be kind. Beyond what you think you're capable of. My dear friends, this week's Parsha is a great message to overcome being small. Overcome just being good. Go for being great. My dear friends, have a great Shabbos.